0: In this morning's Gospel, John the Baptist talks about creating an accessible path to God. He quotes some metaphors from the Old Testament book of Isaiah. If there is a mountain in the way, move it. If the road is crooked, straighten it. We live in the shadow of our nation's capital, in the midst of an increasingly complicated and dangerous world. How do we listen to John and create a path that leads towards God? One step is to look inward. Our men's spirituality group meets every Saturday morning at nine o'clock back in the parish hall. Two weeks ago, our discussion revolved around how a member of our group always seems to stay true to himself no matter the setting Someone reflected that even in a high-pressure job that makes it tempting to put on a show, this person has a gift for bringing his true self to the table. Our lives are so label-oriented. Climb the ladder to this job title, make this amount of money, vote with that political party. But none of this is you. All of this dies when you die. Your true self is the essence of you, and it understands that God loves you for being you, not your job title or how much you earn or who you vote for. Because your true self is grounded in love, it is naturally inclined to love other people. Your true self is not obsessed with being right all the time or possessing all the answers. Your true self is comfortable with feeling feelings even when those feelings are uncomfortable. Doesn't avoid pain, shows up with vulnerability. Your true self isn't possessive. It knows that we are stewards, passing along the gifts we receive to the next generation. Your true self isn't afraid of what's new or different. It's grounded in generosity and gratitude. Brother David Stindelrass, the founder of a network for Grateful Living, says that when we are grateful, we are not fearful. And when we are not fearful, we stop attacking one another or being fearful of one another. I hope you can see how essential it is for us to learn about our true selves, try to let our true selves shine. And in order to begin this work, we have to be still and listen for our inner voice, amidst all of the outside noise. If you're wondering if you're being your true self, you might start by asking, do I seem to be giving energy and joy to other people? Or do I seem to be taking it away? A great irony is that we don't find our true selves on our own. Our spiritual journeys are personal, but they're not solitary. The Catholic monk Thomas Merton reflects that love is our true destiny. We don't find the meaning of life by ourselves alone. We find it with one another. Creating a simple path that leads towards God should be a no-brainer for every faith community. And yet Christianity has struggled. We all know people who've stopped lo- looking towards church altogether because they felt judged by the church, not seen by the church, or as if the church has nothing relevant to say to help meet the challenges of the real world in our present day. Historically, Christianity's made it loud and clear who's in and who's out, who's headed to heaven, who's headed to hell. Women, people of color, our gay brothers and sisters, those exploring their gender identity, those who've been through a divorce, i could go on, have at some point all been made to feel diminished in the name of religion. Toxic religion is real. Some of us in this room struggle with religious trauma. Judgment doled out in the name of Jesus has the effect of making mountains wider and roads more crooked while also inflicting life-altering pain. It breaks my heart that our tradition has obstructed the path to God for some of our brothers and sisters. And yet, rather than leave the church, we in this room have chosen to try and lean into the inclusivity that we believe is at the heart of our tradition. The religion of Jesus says that God beautifully created every single soul, and that God loves every single soul. Here at Christ Church, every single soul is welcome around this table. It doesn't matter who you love, how much you earn, or which candidate you voted for in the last election. A criticism that I've received about this message is that it's too porous, and that it doesn't communicate any standards. I disagree. We take very seriously the responsibility to model ourselves on Jesus. We welcome, accept, and include all people because we believe that that is what Jesus would do. My final point this morning is that in order to create a pathway towards God, we need to cultivate hearts that yearn for justice. The Reverend William Barber is the founder of the Poor People's Campaign. He says there's no separation between Jesus and justice. To be Christian is to be concerned with what is going on in our world. If you have ever heard William Barber speak, and I encourage you to do that, he tends to shirk terminology like left and right and instead lifts up the values of the Gospels to speak in morally clarifying terms. The center of our Christian tradition, the center of Judaism, the center of Islam, is how we treat the least of our brothers and sisters. Frederick Douglass once said, you cannot love the Christianity of Christ and embrace the religion of the slave master. To love one is to hate the other. Jesus made his ethical positions very clear. Reading the Bible and coming to church should inspire us to stand up against systematic injustice. When we search for our true selves within a community of other people who are also searching for their true selves we find that our values begin to move into alignment with the values of God. As we love one another and as we model ourselves on Jesus and as we yearn for justice, we experience the path towards God widening within ourselves, smoothing within our communities and straightening within this broader system in which we live. In the name of god amen